Okay. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. It's uh, it's been it's been a bit since we've recorded uh, this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been a it's been a hectic month. Mm, but, uh, very. Welcome to the film room. I'm Austin Shen. I'm over Wiltfong, uh, broadcasting live from the hospital, from our research hospital up in Kansas City. Yeah, he's he's been a bit sick. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to say exactly what uh, happened because it's a little personal, but I've got big gaping wounds in my legs. Not fun. <laughs> Not fun. Purely from, uh, like, nothing happened. I wasn't in a car accident or anything, but uh, it was, it's, they had to cut out, just pure and simple. But, yeah. uh, So I'm in a wheelchair, I'm hooked up into an IV. Uh, We can't really edit this. Nope. Because I don't have my laptop with me, I don't want to bring it up here. Uh, So, so you're getting this raw. You're getting this raw, um, which, if you've been listening to my uh, little mini-sodes that I've been putting out, you see what that's been like. Yeah. <laughs> this will be better, though, because I'm not alone at this point. Yeah. And this will uh, go up... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Sorry, my phone went off there. Uh... Unedited, people. It's... Yeah. Um, but, yeah... Uh... How this came about last night, you know, I uh, thanked you on the on the uh, Twitter profile for uh, keeping this thing going. I was, you know, out for the count, and uh, you asked for suggestions. It's like, I wish we could do one, like, from the hospital. And you're like, hey, I can download a Skype recorder. Yeah. So, like, he- yeah. here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And, well, uh... This this is going up. This will eventually go up in the uh, main feed, hopefully. Oh yeah, and it's it's gonna be like barring any like embarrassing interruptions. Hopefully not too many here. Um, this IV has fifteen minutes left on it, so I can probably silence the alarm. I know enough to do that. Nice. <laughs> well, so, but um. But yeah, barring any interruptions, it'll probably go up on you know on the regular feed unedited when I can do that. <laughs> yeah, but just since we're trying to just kind of get something out, this is one that was going to happen no matter what. Uh, oh yeah. Last year we didn't do a best of 2013 cast because, quite simply, I didn't see enough movies I felt to qualify for it. Yeah. Um, for example, I still haven't seen the movie that won. Uh, Best Picture or Twelve Years a Slave. I just I still haven't seen that. I haven't either, and we own it, so I have no excuse. Yeah. So you know, last year was a 2013 was a crazy year with the wedding and all of that, and so I just didn't get to you know the wedding hit at the time that all these movies were hitting. I just didn't get to see enough movies, and so we didn't do a best of for that year, but. This year has been a little bit different. This year I've actually been able to see enough movies and there are still some Me too. there's still some movies missing. When you're not a professional critic, there's still going to be movies missing. Absolutely. Um 
off the top of my head, I still haven't seen the imitation game, which I've alternately heard I should and shouldn't, and I ultimately will, period. Um, Bennett Cumberbatch, people. Yeah, that's going to be worth it. Um, I still haven't seen uh, a number of films that are going to be on your list. Um, I didn't see Interstellar. That's a big one that I feel is missing. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. Um, I didn't see, you know, there were a number of films that I didn't see, but there's enough here that I feel like, okay, this is enough. This is, and so, I mean, this is my list that I've got together and he's got his. So, um, how do you want to do this? I mean, do you want to go first or do you want, why don't you go first? Cause you're the, yeah, one. let's, let's, uh, let's go in alternates. Okay. Like, uh. I'll name a film off my list, my top five. You'll name a film off your top five, and then we'll just uh, each blaze through our like honorable mentions, like the last. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Interstellar. That's my. That's probably my top film of the year. It's Christopher Nolan. It didn't get as good a review as many of his films. Like, I think it has, like, 70-something on Rotten Tomatoes, which is still pretty good. Um, but I saw it with my friend Ben on... I got to see it on 35mm at the end, which is cool. Uh, they gave it a nice feel to it. Um, but it's amazingly good. It's almost three hours long. Um, uh, it's... By and large, I would I would count it as probably his biggest, most ambitious film. Like, it's a very large scope, and uh, you know keeps you hanging on. And uh, like even even larger scope, it has an even larger scope than Inception, I think, which is saying something, because that was a pretty ambitious film too. Um, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. I, I think he took a pretty big uh, risk on this one because this could have. Um, you know, I think they tried to use as accurate. Like, uh, they stretched some things. Obviously, it's science fiction. You know, pure and simple, it's science fiction. But it's based on like they tried to make the physics as accurate as possible. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't want to go into details for the plot. Of course, this is kind of this is a no spoilers. We should mention, yeah, because we because we want you to see these. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Matthew McConaughey is great. He delivers a career performance. Um, um, Jennifer Chastain is in it. Uh, I won't say which role because that is a spoiler. Uh, but she's great. Um, Michael Caine, as always. Uh, you know, there are a few of the uh, Nolan regulars kind of peppered throughout. Um, it's a brilliant film. I recommend it. That's my that's my top. I'm, you know, if I had to choose a top, and this was a hard one, because I'm going to say right now, 2014 was a great year for film. It was. If I had to choose a top film, um, honestly... 
my 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 pick that I'm going with is I'm gonna have to go with the film that's currently looking like the front runner for best picture. My top film's gonna be Birdman. Uh, oh yeah. I we did a text cast on this one, but wow, this one the longer that I think on it, the more that I admire it. It's genius. Inneri um, two just absolutely knocked it out of the park as a director. Um, it's an excellent script. It's phenomenal acting across the board. Um, mm-hmm. I, this one, it's one of the funniest films ever to get to that point of being viewed as a best picture frontrunner. Yes. I mean, I'll say right now, it is one of the funniest films of its ilk. And, um, I mean, really, there's just so much to say about it. One thing that I think is important to stress about this film is that I don't know that it feels like a film that, um, like I'm trying to think about how to best put it. I think that there is a little bit of confusion about what the film actually thinks versus what the, uh, right. You know what the characters think. I mean, it's really important to understand that we're in the mindset of a man who is an egotistical idiot. Right. So you have to view the film through that lens, but this is just an incredible film. So, I, I, there's not a lot that I can say about it that I haven't said yet. Uh, just this is Michael Keaton for him. This is this is being treated as his finest hour, and it probably is. Yeah, great film. Is Emma Stone up for? Uh, yes, for, yes, yes. Good Thank God, she is. Yeah, just that scene where she, yeah, again, no spoilers, but that scene where she choose her father out as one of the best monologues I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, her, her Oscar great. nomination is probably entirely based on that scene. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. So what's number Let's two? See. What's number two for you? Number two for me is probably uh, Birdman. <laughs> 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 well, then slip in an alternate mention here. Or okay. Slip in an alternate re- reference. Okay. One of your um, honorables. Well, my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, that would probably be. Ooh, Chef. Chef is uh, John Favreau. Uh, it's a great film. It's like. Uh, it's almost an understated film in a way um it'll make you hungry yeah but yeah john go go on no go on uh but uh uncut (laughs) (laughs) but uh, john favreau plays the you know the main character the the chef uh the film is based on uh loosely based on a guy who is actually the the uh food consultant for the film like every every little every little thing that you see uh Favreau doing like as far as preparing food is being personally coached by the guy that this is based on who is, has a, a a Korean what is it like a Korean taco truck <laughs> you know and that's uh basically what the movie's about you know the guy it's Taco Truck, and it's about him and his son, and it's, uh, it has great music in it. Uh, all the food looks really tasty. It's really funny. 
it has there's a there's a Robert Downey Jr. cameo in it. Uh, what's not to like? It's really good. I recommend it. Yeah, this is one that's on Netflix. I need to see it. It is. Probably try and make some time to watch it this week. Um, yeah, it's feel good. It's a feel good film. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, for the rest of my list, I'm going to kind of try and go with films that maybe I haven't talked about. These aren't necess- because my attitude is that all of my best ofs are equal. Mm-hmm. But the next right. one I want to talk about is one that I know you've seen. Let's talk about Whiplash uh, for my number Whiplash. two slot. Oh, yeah. Wow, films do not come much more accurately named than <laughs> this one. Uh, <sighs> this movie this movie knocks you around. This movie... What's really intense about it is... Um, it's not just J.K. Simmons' performance. Um, Simmons plays a sadistic... Uh, jazz teacher who is I mean he's a psychotic and he's really unsettling this is Simmons Mm. is I can even safely say now that Simmons is going to win the Oscar for this Uh, yeah I mean it's a career best and an incredible career but as great as he is I don't think the film works without the other side of that and that's the masochism um, exhibited by Miles Teller uh, as the student uh, yeah, he plays someone who, as sadistic as Simmons is, he's just as driven to greatness. He's just as driven to become one of the greats, and he's willing to do it if it means destroying his life, mm-hmm. which it definitely will. I mean, there's there's no ambiguity about that. No, this is a painful film to watch. This is a at times a very bloody film. To watch. Yeah. Um, by the way, take note: a lot of that isn't stage blood. Um, <laughs> this is a very unsettling film. It's it's not a fun sit. Um, no. It's, it's a painful film, and I don't know that I could exactly go and watch it again. Um, yeah, I that, could. It would take me a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's uh, Simmons is terrifying. This is just, he's incredible in it. This, I mean, this takes everything that he's done that's so funny and mm-hmm. makes it terrifying. Yeah. That's really good jazz in it. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. The soundtrack. But mm-hmm. It's funny that the t- first two films I'm choosing to speak about are, ja- are films with jazz soundtracks. Uh, this is true. That's not a coincidence. That's not even remotely a coincidence. I love jazz, and... It's it is a film to listen to, um, and I should note it's actually quite funny in places. Um, yeah. But it's a, I mean, it's a hard sit, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's Just, a spiral. It is a spiral. It's it's uh, it's an incredible film and easily mm. worth it. Yeah, it is. Oops. To unlock my phone and it's treating this like a phone call so uh, that means that it has a sensor on it that whenever like you put your hand close to it it makes the screen disappear so you don't accidentally touch it nice. so I'm dealing with that <laughs> well, we told people they were getting warts and all this and so oh yeah you're getting your money's worth people mm-hmm <laughs> My IV has two minutes left on it. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. 
So, uh, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, one I really want to talk about, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, which is getting a lot of, uh, it's gotten a lot of Oscar nominations, which I'm happy to see. Um, but, you know, ultimately I don't care about the Oscar nominations. It's just a fun film. It's Wes Anderson at his Wes Anderson-iest. Um, which is probably why he's most likely going to get Best Original Screenplay for it. Yes. It's it's a hilarious film. Uh, it's probably his grandest film, no pun intended. Um, like, it's it's on a very large scale. It's very ambitious. It's very... Um, uh, it's, it's so fun to watch. It's so beautiful to watch. Uh, it's shot... In an interesting way, um, it starts out in, like, one... It plays with aspect ratios a lot. starts out on 185. Uh, it moves to... For... It has, like, two frame stories. Like, two frames. Um, one is the guy talking about it in, like, 1985. Uh, you know, because his, his account is secondhand. And then one is uh, him getting the story from 1965, and that that part, uh, like in the from the kind of semi-abandoned, um, you know, Budapest Hotel. Yep, there it is. Hey, uh, I'm gonna press OK to mute. Yes, and I'll uh, let them know later. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, uh, that part is shot in 235, and the majority of the film is in full frame. And he uses it extremely well. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's fun to watch for the framing. It's fun to watch for uh, the, like, the miniature sets that they have. Uh, they kind of blend with the, you know, live-action stuff. Um... Uh, I could go on. I could, I could talk for hours on this film. But you know, there are a lot of you know everybody who's ever been in a Wes Anderson film is basically in it. <laughs> Good. Oh, uh, yeah, which is great. Plus a few newcomers. The, uh, I wish I could think of his name, but the main the main character, the lobby boy, is genius. <laughs> uh. It's hilarious. See it. That's that's my recommendation. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for my number three slot, uh, I'm I'm gonna point to Boyhood, mm, which good call is a film that I I've had a lot of debates with people on, and I really understand where some people are coming from on it. The idea that well, not much happens. And I think that that's true, but that also overlooks what I think is really the beauty of the film, which is the way that it captures a full life. Yeah. This is this is an excellent film. Um, I think a lot of the complaints have come down to the idea that, well, it's a gimmick film. Because we all know, shot over 12 years, a little bit at a time, it, it does build incrementally. But... It- the other side of that is it really 
like for this story, it really couldn't have been done any other way. It would have felt false. Would have felt false, yeah. It's it's a movie about life. Um, it is a simple film. It is if you go in having it sold oversold to you, then yeah, I can see how you're going to be frustrated with it. I don't want to oversell it, but it is a really powerful experience. It um, is. Richard Linklater is one of those directors who I don't. I love his stuff, and I don't even know if he gets enough credit. No, he doesn't. He he's a very versatile director. He is. Uh, yeah, School of Rock is different from Boyhood. Boyhood is different from the Scare Darkly. Scare Darkly is different from Waking Life. You know that it's it's kind of amazing. Yeah, he he's he's incredible in that way. The way that he. Mm-hmm does that, that he jumps from film to film. And a number of these films he was shooting while making this film. Yeah. I mean... Like, he made Bernie while making this film. He made School of Rock. He made um, Fast Food Nation, which is probably the only film of his I don't really care much for. Um, But yeah, Scared Darkly, like, all these ambitious films he was making, you know... Two, while shooting this one. Two-thirds of his um, Before Trilogy were shot during this movie. Yeah, also with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the performances are great in the film. Um, Patricia Arquette is incredible. She deserves everything she's been winning for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is just an experience. Uh, it's really a worthwhile experience. And so, I just... I can't say anything more about it beyond experience it. Let it wash over you. It's well worth your time. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, it's my turn? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll save... I know we have another overlap. Mm-hmm. I'll save that for you. Um, I'll talk about one that uh, you haven't seen. Dear White People... Yeah, that's one I'm going to be seeing <laughs> shortly, but yes. Ah, good, good. It's out on Blu-ray right now. Uh, uh, it's one I'm probably going to own. Uh, this is one I actually uh, kicked in a little bit for the Kickstarter, like when it was in that mode. Um, about It was about two years ago that they uh, did that, and it just kind of grew. And they uh, did that based on a... Uh, trailer that they shot and for that it just looked really good it's very um what's it Justin Simeon the, the, Justin Simeon yeah it's the guy that wrote, wrote and directed it and uh it's very I hesitate to say Woody Allen because it's not really even that but sort sort of kind of shades of that uh, one of my old film teachers uh, um, kind of said it's a lot like Stanley Kubrick. I don't know about that, but it's um, uh, it's a very well thought out film. Like it's very uh, like it actually makes arguments. You know, it's uh, a very racially charged film, of course, obviously, but it's hilarious. Uh, the plot is solid, and the acting is solid, and uh, yeah, I could 
I wrote a little blurb on it for the uh, for our site blog, uh, the film room lobby. Excuse me, I see a lot more there, but yeah. but it's it's one of my favorite films of this year. It's really good. Cool. Yeah, I will. That again, that's another one that I'm hoping to get to soon. Um, it's 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 on the library list. So yeah, so I'll be on that soon. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's also um, um, you know if if you've ever seen like a Spike Lee film, it's like left a distaste to your mouth. And don't get me wrong, I do like Spike Lee, um, but this you know this takes kind of a less harsh approach to the uh, to the whole thing and kind of a less one sided approach. Although it should be noted, I'm reasonably certain Lee has spoken out on the film pretty positively. Good, good. That's good to hear. Yeah, I might but, be yeah. on that, but <laughs> but yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah, um, I'm going to take a very definite veer towards mine, and I want to stress the reason that I'm bringing up a lot of these films is because they're films that. I've already over-discussed. I have a number of blockbusters that I've over-discussed. But there's one blockbuster that I haven't over-discussed. So for my number four slot, I want to talk about Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, because mm. this is one that did okay at the box office. But, wow, was it so much better than it than that. Um, you talk about the marketing. This is one where the cast has come out and said they're furious about the marketing. This one yeah. fumbled on the marketing um, Tom Cruise has been doing a lot of films like this of like this one overlapped yeah. in people's heads with Oblivion pretty hard. Um, yeah, they couldn't decide on a title. Um, ultimately, I think they came up with the best title uh, for video with "Live Die Repeat," which is actually accurate to what the film is about. Ha! Um, but you know, since since Edge of Tomorrow is what goes on the. Uh, is what goes on the film. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, this is an, did they did they really release on video as Lib Die Repeat? That's what's stressed on the uh, video box. That's what's stressed on the I, video box. I gotcha. Um, the, the The regular title is there in small font. Um, yeah. I don't care what you call it. This movie is a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and which is one thing that the trailers completely failed to do was they sold it as a the first trailer is pretty somber actually mm-hmm. no no this thing is at times absolutely hysterical um the it's been described as a sci-fi groundhog day and that's accurate <laughs> i don't think anybody involved in the film pretended it wasn't uh, I'm all for sci-fi Groundhog Day. Yeah. It, that sounds awesome. It is. And it's used as awesomely as it is. They c- the, the aliens are wonderfully just creepy and nasty creatures. Uh, the, the film was directed by Doug Lyman, who did uh, the original uh, Born Identity and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He knows how to do movies like this. Um Tom Cruise is awesome in the film. He is as much of a badass movie star as he ever was. Please, can we all ignore the whole Scientology thing and give the guy his due as a movie star because he still 
kicks yeah. ass. If anything, I think the years are starting to he's starting to get the years on him and he's aging wonderfully. Um Yeah, he's uh He's in great shape. I think he does a lot of his own stunts. He does. He does. Yeah. He, he, he genuinely, he does as much as they can basically get away with for the insurance companies, um, mm-hmm. which does show in the film. Uh, that's actually kind of refreshing that you see that it's a lot of him in the battle sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, but as great as Cruz is, um, Emily Blunt absolutely controls this movie. Um it's funny because she could be very easily be typecast as the stereotypical, you know, English rose, so to speak. She has that presence about her. And in this movie, she's just a hell on wheels, badass action hero. Um, after this movie, a number of people um, were... Um, Um, a number of people were suggesting her for the remake of uh, Escape from New York. That's just how much people were respecting her work in this movie. Wow. I mean, that's she's that badass. Uh, that's not going to happen, sadly. But mm. there's every reason to think that she should be something big as an action star. She's awesome in this movie. Um, and what's really telling is that she did some of this stuff in the early days of her pregnancy. So... Wow, Mad she's she's awesome in it. The entire cast is great. Um, Bill mm. Paxton has one of the funniest supporting parts of his career. I mean, he's in, he's in aliens mode here all the way, and he is just chewing up the scenery. He's great in it. This movie is on Redbox, and it is such an unadorned blast that if you haven't seen it. Watch it. You're going to have a great time. Yeah, I might. Uh, uh, it's available for rent and digital, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I I might uh, watch that one evening while I'm still in here. I I just can't recommend it enough. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah. So, what's your number five? My number five is, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's just acknowledge once once more just how great that movie was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because when we recorded that, that was after the first weekend. Yeah. And it's endured. Um, uh, while I've been... Uh, you know, I transferred hospitals. This is like the specialty whatever. Um, but... <clears throat> excuse me. But while I was uh, in the other, like, this whole month, my dad has been coming up with his laptop, and we've been watching movies on it. And one of them we have watched is Guardians of the Galaxy. And, uh, you know, last time he was here, like, it was yesterday, um, you know, he talked about, you know, could always watch Guardians of the Galaxy again. <laughs> That's how I feel about this movie. Yeah. As, I mean, and I will say, it is on my list, of course. Um, in fact, if yeah. I was doing these in numerical order, it would have been top three easily. Mm-hmm. Um, as would have been another film that we've already recorded on. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's 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 just it's so great. Mm-hmm. I just love this movie. Yeah, it's. What more can you say about? It? I mean, damn. 
Yeah. Well, you want to give me my my number five? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, my number five is one that a lot of people have not seen. Um, but it's on Amazon Instant Video, and I do recommend it. If you've got Amazon Prime, it's available for free. Uh, Lock with Tom Hardy. Yeah. I've okay. still been seeing that, but... I'm going to say right now, the Oscars for the Oscar nominations for Best Actor are a joke to me. Hardy isn't in that list. Um, now, I'm, again, I'm fine with Michael Keaton being there. I'm fine with a number of the others. Not so much with Steve Carell for Foxcatcher, which I'm going to kind of hit on that uh, after I do my list. Uh, but, you know, Hardy gives what I consider honestly probably the best performance I saw this year because he is the entire film. The entire film is him taking a drive and talking on his phone. Uh, And in the midst of that, I mean, that's just, that's the entire movie. And if that sounds boring to you, it's not because this is a film about a man whose life is in crisis. It's basically a stage play. Hmm. Um, Stage play on film. Yeah. It's about a man whose life is in crisis. He's going to uh, the hospital to see the birth of his uh, bastard child with a woman he had a one-night stand with. He doesn't love her, but he has to do the right thing. And in the process of doing so, he destroys his own life. Hmm. And it is... Hardy's performance is absolutely on another level um the supporting cast is great when you look at the list of actors in the supporting cast the people that are calling him you realize that it's a really great cast um you've got uh, olivia coleman from uh, hot fuzz and a lot of dramatic work uh, she did an audio version of harold pinter's betrayal that was devastating hmm uh, she's great. Um, Andrew Scott from uh, uh, Sherlock is in this uh, as Hardy's number two in command. And uh, it's interesting to hear him because he's not playing Moriarty even remotely. He's playing a normal, sane person. Mm. Although he does get angry multiple times in the film for good reason. I, I just, this one is incredible. I amazing film and I wish more people had gotten to see it but if you got Amazon Prime watch it drop everything and watch it yeah it's it's great yeah my dad's Amazon Prime I'm gonna have to kinda like which is connected to our TV at home (laughs) yeah so I'm gonna have to gonna have to link into that and watch that it's it's great yeah I had to adjust there for a second because my Skype was threatening to quit on me. Yikes. Yeah, but it's better now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, honorable mentions for me. Um, dang it. Let me get back to the my list here. So I went into the app. There we go. I already mentioned one of them. Of course... Of course, there's a Lego movie, which we discussed. Would have been top three for me, and it is on my yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, that's got to be on there somewhere. Um, I'll leave that one. But the box trolls, which I've still one not I, yet seen. Mm, it's great. I wanted to briefly talk about that one. Uh, it's uh, it's a very different li- like film for Leica. Like as far as like it's. It's on par with, I think, their other work with Coraline and Paranorman, but it's, um, the structure of the structure of the film is very different from what you know you're used to. The animation, of course, wow, they upped their game. Like it is so fluid. It is so complex. Like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of machinery present in the film, which is part of the theme. Yeah, because these these little goblin creatures are very uh, are very handy, uh, very technical. Um, they build a lot of stuff, um, but you know it's uh, the structure is very unconventional, but it works, which is the important thing. It works very well, and it's fun to watch. It's really funny. Um, I recommend uh, special like it's very good for like a. Like, they don't... I don't think people liked this one as much. Again, it has, like, 70-something percent, which isn't bad. But uh, I think it's I think it's one of the best. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, ow. It's getting to my earphones off there. Yeah. Um, another one is, of course, Big Hero 6. Still have yet to see. Yeah, it's um, uh, best Disney film of the year, I think. Of course, you know, I don't. Mm, what else has Disney done this year besides Maleficent? They didn't do very much. Um, yeah, I don't. And if if they did do more, um, they didn't. I know they didn't release anything else animated. Truthfully, mm-hmm. this year the theme was "Bask in the Glory of Frozen." Yeah, I think you're right. Because good Christ, um, but yeah, Big Hero Six basically their answer to um, the fact that a lot of parents complain that uh, their Marvel films aren't really for kids. And this one is loosely a Marvel film. I've read the comics it's based yeah. on. There's it's more adapted from the comics than you'd think. But mm-hmm. it's not so much that they can really call it a straight adaptation. Right. And uh, also, you know, score one for diversity, there's only one white cast member. And it's not the main character. Yeah, this one was very popular because of that. Yeah. But kudos to them. And uh, it's hilarious. Uh, you'll fall in love with uh, Baymax, the robot. Um and uh, 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 it's great. And uh, there is there's a Stanley cameo. Good has to be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. After the credits. Um. And uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Anything else on your list? There is one more. It's Gone Girl. 
Yeah, that's, that one's going to be on my list, so that might as well serve as the segue, because that one's on mine, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to say much about this movie. That's the frustrating thing. It is. Like, you had to uh, wait almost a week to be able to discuss it with me, because uh, I, had, I had to go see it. Um, Afterwards, so, God, we let loose. Uh-huh. There's the the funny thing is that really the twists start coming. It's not like there's an end twist that makes you rethink everything. You start finding out what's really going on about the halfway mark of the movie, mm-hmm. and, and then that then that becomes the film and it changes everything. It's it's not the film that you think it is. Is the short version now? Unless you've read the book, in which case it's exactly the film you think it is, and be happy about that. Um, right. I, have, I have read Gillian Flynn's incredible novel, um, and this mm-hmm. is the best possible movie we could have gotten from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is the book on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I know some people weren't too happy about that, but, I mean, whatever. I, I, I went with people who were happy about that, so... Um, this is just an incredible film. Um, David Fincher at his absolute prime. I don't know that I'm mm-hmm. saying that it's his best film, but I am saying that he's on form here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agree. I think uh, they're going to team up for their own Yeah. In fact, the next two projects Fincher's doing uh, are with Flynn on board as writer because uh, he's going to do... Uh, they've got the HBO series that they're doing, and then they're going to do a remake of Strangers on a Train. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah, Fincher's going to try and do Hitchcock, which... Mm. If there's any director out there who is allowed to try and redo Hitchcock, other than Brian yeah. De Palma, who spent his entire career trying to be Hitchcock, <laughs> it's, 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 it's Fincher. I can't wait to see what he does with that. Um... That'll be fun. Also, it appears that Ben Affleck is probably going to come back on board for that one. Um, By the way, the acting in this film is just absolutely incredible. Right down to, this is maybe the only time we're ever going to say this, but Tyler Perry steals every scene he's in. Yeah, I was impressed. He's out and out hysterical in this thing. I mean, he 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 just plays this, because he's the Greek chorus of the movie. He's the character who gets to just stand by, watch everything, and be like, are you kidding me? Right. And remain unaffected, yeah, largely. Because he's the one who, at the end, gets to fly away from the situation in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's the one who just gets to jump up and go. And he'll yeah, just... There's, e- there's even a scene where it's like, well, okay, good luck, bye. <laughs> he's hysterical in this, and I really want to see him do more. I want to see him do more comedy that's written by somebody other than himself. That's the short version. Yeah, yeah. I think when we originally discussed this uh, uh, we had, we bounced around some theories that, you know, now that he's um, now that his contract with Lionsgate is up, like he's allowed to uh, do more of his own thing. Kind of get over the whole thing. Yeah. I think he's just taking that as far as he can, and he can't take it anymore. Yeah. Uh, 
No. No. Um, uh, but as I said, this one's on Redbox, and I don't even want to touch the spoilers. Just just watch it. No. And a lot of you did. It was a huge hit. Um, <laughs> as I said, uh, hitting on the two Chris Pratt movies for the year, I did have Guardians and Lego. They, If I, I was to do this in numerical order, they would have been top five easily. Yeah. Top I do have one. I do have one more thing to add to Gone Girl. Yeah. Uh, it, it is fun. Like, I saw it with a nice size audience. Uh, it is fun seeing a film that takes place in Missouri with a Missouri audience. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that was great fun. Especially because I know that it was pretty accurate in terms of the references. and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, obviously a lot of that was made up, but still, it captured the feel, yeah. Right. <laughs> as I said, um, as I said, I've got the two Chris Pratt movies on my list: uh, Guardians and Lego. Lego, I can't add anything to what we said at the, last year because mm-hmm. we recorded that about a year ago. This time, yeah. Really. Actually, yeah, that's wow. It did come out a year ago. Yeah, I Dang. I still think it's brilliant. I still think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, the two. The two movies that I have on my list that aren't on yours are Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which somehow manages to be better than Rise of the Planet of the Apes by quite a wide margin, too. Um, This was one that I I really loved the first one. I really thought the first one was great, but I felt like this time they went so much more ambitious with it. Uh, this is one of the best post-apocalyptic movies I've seen in a very, very, very long time. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It's intimidating, it's intense, it's scary, it's violent as can be. Um, it's a war movie where you really don't want the war to get started. So, Donna the Planet of the Apes has to be on my list. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's just so good. And then uh, the last one that I have is Life Itself, the documentary on the life of Roger Ebert. And that's one that I just, wow, do I, I have so much good to say about that one. Um, obviously, if you've heard our one of our earliest casts was on the death of Roger Ebert, and we paid tribute to him, I, I, love, I love Ebert's work. And this movie is the tribute the man deserved. Uh, yeah, it's uh, one I still haven't seen, which I need to. Yeah, it's 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 brilliant. It's 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 brilliant. It's it's the film that Ebert deserved, which really says something because he deserved a hell of a film. But yeah, and it, what's I will say this: a lot of people were scared off by the fact that it does depict him at the end of his life, mm-hmm. and it does depict him when he's disfigured. And yeah. he's dying, and you know he's dying because you can tell by the clock. Yeah. But don't let that scare you away. It's actually a profoundly uplifting film because it doesn't depict him as a sickly and frail individual. Just the opposite. It depicts him as being as bullheaded and stubborn as ever. His life is ending, but he's not gonna. But he's not gonna let it go out quietly. Yeah. You can kind of tell that uh, from the trailers too, like the um, like the part where uh, the nurse asks him if uh, 
you know, he needs to take a break from working, and then, you know, and uh, his response is, well, just ask the director. Yeah. <laughs> this is a man who lived until the end, and I admire that. Um, yeah. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful film. Um, it will make you cry. It will make you cry, but it's it's worth it. And Yeah. Um, I do have a couple of films that I, I guess you could call these the honorable, honorable mentions. Um, I have one of those. Yeah, what's, what's yours? Mine is 22 Jump Street. I desperately oh wanted to put... Yeah. I desperately wanted to put it on one of my lists, but there there were better films, I hate to say. Um, but, of course, one of them was a Lego movie, which is also Lord and Miller, so I'm happy about that. Lord and Miller went uh, away with this year, frankly. They did. But it's just one of the best, most fun sequels you could ever imagine. <laughs> it, it's it's a comedy sequel where they don't seem to where at the same time that they're making fun of the idea that they're just repeating what they've already done right? they don't actually do that as much as they joke about in the film right like as much as that's the central joke of the film that here they are again with another tired retread mm-hmm. they actually don't repeat a lot of the same jokes they actually do go in different directions mm-hmm. um it's... Some things, of course, are repeated, like the you know. There's another drug trip, and uh, you know, there's another friendship crisis, of course. Well, but <laughs> but you see, to me, the drug trip represents the genius of what they did with this film because they find a it's way different. To, they find a way to do a completely different take on it. They do. Um, which, as much as I enjoyed Anchorman two, they yeah. definitely hit some of the retread moments. Um, Particularly yeah. in the news in the uh, news brawl at the end, that one felt very much the same. Just yeah, that's that's probably the only besides like the first third of the first film. That's probably the only scene I've actually seen all the way through. So in the from the first, I did see the entire second film though. I, I still think the second film is quite good. Actually, I still think it's quite funny, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's a worthy sequel, but. This is this is this is this is what a true comedy sequel should be like, because I think you could put this one back to back with the first one, and you'd still laugh your ass off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's actually a, a uh, I before I went into the theater, I watched uh, Twenty One Jump Street again, just to kind of yeah have that back to back, and I'm sure it set the mood perfectly. It did. Um, it's a hilarious film. God help you if you watch the first Austin Powers and then go to see the second one like I did. Ugh. Because you just get angry. Yeah, the second one sucks. Actually, the third one's not half bad. That's the funny thing. Really? Yeah, the third one's actually not half bad. Uh, they go hmm. in a very different direction with it, which I kind of liked. Yeah. But with this one... With this one, I really did feel like this was an awesome one. Um, again, um, I got to give love to Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, I wish I'd been able to find room for that one. Oh, me too. It's 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 still great. It's just that that's mm-hmm. just how good this year was that I didn't yeah. have room for it. Um, Godzilla. Go listen mm-hmm. to our cast on that. I still think that's an incredible film. I will fight 
everybody who says Godzilla isn't in it enough to the death. Right. That's all. That's all. I will fight you on that one. Jurassic Park. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I-, I loved Godzilla. Um, I wish I'd been able to find some room for X-Men Days of Future Past because I honestly, Same. Think, I honestly think that might be the best X-Men movie yet. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I there there were good movies this year. Um, I don't really have a worst of list, but I do have a couple films that I do want to kind of just pause and say. Well, I wish you'd been better. Um, I, you know, you mentioned Maleficent. That one, I'm just mad at because it didn't have the guts to be the movie it claimed it was going to be. No. They made her a good guy. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, it's a shame. There's a lot of good there, but I can't ultimately recommend it. Um, Yeah, what's the, what's the next film they're talking about making a lot? Oh yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Well, that's. That might be okay. That one's looking awesome. That one's looking awesome, though. Uh, Stephen Chbosky is going to do the script. Uh, Bill Condon is directing. Emma Watson's going to be Belle. Yeah, I'm down for that. And Cinderella hits uh, in a couple of weeks, so. Okay, yeah. And that one looks fine. Um, You know, I, I was not a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's nowhere near the worst thing that I saw this year. Yeah, in fact, it was... It was a decent it's Turtles not, film. It's honestly not bad. It has... The things that a lot of people thought were going to be the worst about it aren't. Megan Fox is not the worst thing about the film. In fact, oh. she's actually kind of likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, always, basic, she's basically the main character of the film. Yeah, which is kind of the problem with it. Yeah. It's, it's not balanced, but she's fine in it. She's actually... I've always felt she was miscast as the sex bomb because she's not that person. In real life, yeah. Uh, in real life, she's been she's a devoted monogamist who's been with the same guy for many years. Uh, she's a devoted mother. She's she's not she's mm-hmm. not the wild child. She doesn't convince in that part. Here, she's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, I thought the special effects were great. I thought it was clumsily edited. I thought it was obviously over reshot. But I don't think yeah. it's too bad. It's just generic. Uh, so I'm not, ag- I'm not against it. It's not the worst film of the year by a long stretch. And actually, if you get the chance to see it, I do think you ought to. Just because it's yeah. what's good about it's really good. And uh, they're making a sequel, and that actually has the potential, if they can get their shit together, yeah. to be uh, awesome. The groundwork's there. The groundwork's there. I, as I said, mm-hmm. this is one that's it just fell a little bit short. Um... I also I mentioned Foxcatcher. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the most. I that's the movie that I'm the most in dis- disagreement with critics on, including some friends of mine. I want to stress: I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's at least worth watching, but mm-hmm. it's not. It doesn't. Uh, so, some of my, some of my friends on Twitter, uh, especially our one-time guest uh, Lexi Alexander have nailed this. It doesn't really explain to you why this movie had to exist. It doesn't really sell you on why this story needed to be told Mm. when there are a lot of other stories out there. It's well shot. It's Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo are great, but wow, Steve Carell. Um, He's playing... The sad part is he's pretty much playing the person... You know, he's playing an accurate version 
of the person he's playing. Mm-hmm. But maybe accuracy wasn't the way to go because he's a little cartoonish in it. And by mm. a little cartoonish, I mean he's just kind of, to me, he's a little grating in it. Again, that may be accurate, but maybe accuracy wasn't the way to go because it took me out of the film. That's too bad. Um, Carell can be an amazing actor most of the time. This is just a misstep for him. Not a bad movie, as I said. If you watch it, it's, it is worth your time. Um, mm-hmm. On the other hand, let me just quickly note on Tammy. <laughs> I regret seeing it. I, 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 let, me re, let me rephrase that. I don't regret seeing it because I saw it under wonderful circumstances. I saw it with an old friend. Mm-hmm. I don't regret that experience. That was great. Yeah. I regret that this movie had to exist. Is the better way of putting it. It's it's awkward. This is an awkward, clumsy movie. It's a vanity project that doesn't make its star look good. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't recommend it. And that's a shame because it's one of the few... I feel bad because of the films that I'm listing that I wasn't too high on this year, two of them were written by women. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Um, in exchange for that, let me throw out an, another a bonus honorable mention because uh, this is one worth seeing. Uh, Obvious Child is well worth your time. Watch that if you want to see a, a comedian given a star vehicle that works. Watch that instead. <laughs> Um, McCarthy's a fine actress. She can do better. She just didn't hear. Yeah. But those are really my thoughts on 2014. Um, yeah. And uh, this year is shaping up to uh, look pretty good. We're already on... We're already seeing record box office left and right. Yeah. Uh, do you... I think... I hate to even mention it. Today is Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you know how well the Fifty Shades movie is doing? Explosive. Explosive. Ah, God damn it. (laughs) It opened through the roof. Um, It opened opened as well as it possibly could have opened, and probably a little bit better even than that. Um, God damn it. um, You know, I've actually talked to some people who've made it sound interesting to me, but... Really? Yeah. But, I I mean, you've got that American Sniper making blockbuster money in January. Guys, the the movie seasons are over. It's a 12-year calendar now. It's a 12-month calendar. You have to play. Yeah. You know. It's pretty good for January because, you know, that's that's kind of the dump. Like, uh... I believe the half in the bag call uh, guys call it uh, "fuck you." It's January. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely what you've gotten this year for mm. most of the releases. Although, as I said, you know there were some good good ones. Um, American Sniper went wide to great response. Um, I gave my thoughts on Paddington already. Mm-hmm. I I honestly kind of wish that one had ultimate. I feel like if that one had had the chance to come out against. Um, some of the other stuff that came out, I think it might have done a little bit better than it got credit for. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you're seeing these movies come out and play huge numbers. Um, uh, because um, the thing about it is Fifty Shades isn't the only film that's on track to open really well. Uh, it looks like Kingsman is going to do a minimum of oh, 30, great. 40 million this weekend. 
That's what I want to see. That looks fun. That should be that should be one I see this week. Um, so you, I mean it's it's a twelve it's a twelve month calendar, people, mm-hmm. and uh, we look forward to seeing where this one goes. Uh, yeah, Avengers two, y'all. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars, yes. Uh, side note: I'm uh, keeping up with. Uh, the new parts of Rex season while, I was, uh-huh. while I'm in here. They they mentioned that in the best way. They uh-huh. mentioned the, the fact that uh, uh, Ben, uh, Leslie's husband, uh, like the, the um, company that they're battling in the season, the like laid-back hippie internet company, um, used used uh start you know the season takes place in 2017 yeah (laughs) the the fact that they used uh star wars opening to distract him from the legalese so they could sneak something (laughs) they talked about how he was talking about it in in his sleep right and the fact that they picked up on it i that's hilarious that's one that that's one that should be a subject for its own podcast because wow i'm I have been watching it. I've been watching it too, and uh, they might be on track for their best season yet. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it's I hate fun. to say that, but in terms of consistent laughs, mm-hmm. they've been killing it this season. So, um, yeah. But you know who we be? Um, yeah. Let's no need to go through all the lists of stuff. Um, yes, yeah, kind of an impromptu one. So. The- Hopefully, yeah. hopefully this will be up later on today. Mm-hmm. And I hope, uh, hopefully, I won't be in this hospital uh, too much longer, and I can go home and we can get back on track. Mm-hmm. We are having to adjust the schedule quite a bit, but hey, yeah, gotta do what we gotta do. And I'm gonna keep and I'm gonna keep getting material up during this time. Yeah, yeah, but man, it's really good to be back in this seat. Mm-hmm. It's for it's right good. now. It's been it's been yeah. too long, so way too long. Well, but talk to you later, y'all. Later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.